Amy wished she could go back in time, not way back. It wasn't as if she wanted to sip Uzo with Aristotle or tell Lincoln to duck. Less than a fortnight would suffice. Just far enough to avert the computer nightmare she'd been living. Amy was the computer information systems director at Bailey, Gaslow, and Hines, the premier law firm in the Rocky Mountains. It was her job to keep confidential information flowing freely and securely between the firm's offices in Boulder, Denver, Salt Lake City, Washington, London, and Moscow. Day in and day out, she had the power to bring 200 attorneys groveling to their knees, and she had the privilege of hearing them scream simultaneously at her. As if I created the virus, she thought thinking of what she wished she had said to one accusatory partner. He was miles behind her now, but she was still thinking about it. Driving alone on the highway was a great place to put things exactly as they should have been. It had taken almost a week to purge the entire system, working 18-hour days, traveling to six different offices. She had everyone up and running in some capacity within the first 24 hours, and she ultimately salvaged over 95% of the stored data. Still, it wasn't a pleasant experience to have to tell a half-dozen unlucky lawyers that, like Humpty Dumpty, their computers and everything on them were DOA. It was a little-known fact, but Amy had witnessed it firsthand. Lawyers do cry. A sudden rattle in the dashboard snagged Amy's attention. Her old Ford pickup truck had plenty of squeaks and pings. Each was different, and she knew them all, like a mother who could sense whether her baby's cry meant feed me, change me, or please get grandma out of my face. This particular noise was more of a clunk, an easy problem to diagnose, since torrid hot air was suddenly blowing out of the air conditioning vents. Amy switched off the AC and tried rolling down the window. It jammed. Perfect. Ninety-two degrees outside, her truck was spewing dragon's breath, and the damn window refused to budge. It was an old saw in Colorado that people visited for the winters but moved there for the summers. They obviously didn't mean this. I'm melting, she thought, borrowing from the Wizard of Oz. She grabbed the Rocky Mountain news from the floor and fanned herself for relief. The week-old paper marked the day she had sent her daughter off to visit her ex-husband for the week so that she could devote all her energy to the computer crisis. Six straight days away from Taylor was a new record, one she hoped would never be broken. Even dead tired, she couldn't wait to see her. Amy was driving an oven on wheels by the time she reached the Cloverleaf Apartments, a boring collection of old two-story red brick buildings. It was a far cry from the cachet boulder addresses that pushed the average price of a home to more than a quarter million dollars. The Cloverleaf was government-subsidized housing, an eyesore to anyone but penurious students and the fixed-income elderly. Landscaping was minimal. Baked asphalt was plentiful. Amy had seen warehouse districts with more architectural flair. It was as if the builder had decided that nothing man-made could ever be as beautiful as the jagged mountaintops in the distance. So why bother even trying? Even so, there was a four-year waiting list just to get in. A jolt from a speed bump launched her to the roof. The truck skidded to a halt in the first available parking space, and Amy jumped out. 
After a minute or two, the redness in her face faded to pink. She was looking like herself again. Amy wasn't one to flaunt it, but she could easily turn heads. Her ex-husband used to say it was the long legs and full lips. But it was much more than that. Amy gave off a certain energy whenever she moved, whenever she smiled, whenever she looked through those big gray-blue eyes. Her grandmother had always said she had her mother's boundless energy. And Graham would know. Amy's mother had died tragically twenty years ago when Amy was just eight. Her father had passed away even earlier. Graham had essentially raised her. She knew Amy. She'd even seen the warning signs in her ex-husband before Amy had. Four years ago, Amy was a young mother trying to balance a marriage, a newborn, and graduate studies in astronomy. Her daughter and coursework left little time for Ted, meaning too little time to keep an eye on him. He found another woman. After the divorce, she moved in with Graham, who helped with Taylor. 